I believe that the quality of life we live directly reflects the type of relationships that we have with ourselves, others, God, and everything in between. Welcome to my inner and outer world. My name is Tyler Joe Stratton, and I am the host of the Happy Heart Academy podcast, where it is my mission to significantly improve the quality of life you live by teaching you how to live more joyfully from your heart rather than your hurt so that you can begin to experience more joyful and loving relationships with yourself, others, God, and everything in between after a devastating heartbreak. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the podcast begin. Now more than ever requires you to look within yourself, to build back a better relationship with yourself. This is not the time to let go of all of your habits and rituals and routines that you've set up and set in place throughout your life. You see, when you go through a challenging time, whether it be a breakup, a heartbreak, a separation, a divorce, a breakdown, whatever it may be, maybe you lost your job, maybe you lost a friendship, maybe you lost yourself, you cannot walk away from the very routines and rituals that have made you and helped you to progress and that has helped you to come this far. What is up, my dear friends, and welcome back to another episode here on the Happy Heart Academy podcast. I'm your host and relationship coach, Tyler Joe Stratton, and today we are talking about how you can rebuild a happier relationship with yourself, especially if you're going through a difficult time like a heartbreak, separation, divorce, or just a breakdown. Like you're feeling like you could build back a better relationship with yourself. You're just not sure how. Like you want to find happiness. You want to find your worth. You want to find a sense of just stay inner peace. Like, hey, I'm just happy with who I am. And that's making me happy because I truly believe that if you want to live a better quality of life, you must build a better relationship with yourself. That's the key here. The key to building a happier quality of life is building a happier quality relationship with yourself. Don't overcomplicate it. But before we dive into today's episode, hey, listen, if you're still struggling to move on, come on now. If you haven't taken the actionable step that you can take today to go watch the free 30-minute training, then what are you doing? Come on. This training is there for you to help you to progress through your heartbreak, progress through a separation, to teach you how to move on. If you're struggling to move on and you want to learn how to move on, this is the free training for you. It's about 30 minutes long. Take 30 minutes to invest in yourself to learn the steps that I would implement into your life if I was your coach to help you through this. Anyway, that can be found in the show notes below. Just click on the free training and you will have access to the free 30-minute training on how to move on. Now on to today's episode. My dear friends, we have a powerful topic ahead of us. It's a topic that I've been studying for over seven years. It's a topic that I am fascinated about. It's how do we build a better relationship with ourselves so that we experience a better quality of life day in and day out, no matter what we go through. So we have the courage and resilience to be able to go through and grow through what we're going through. You know, how do we actually continue to maintain a healthy, a strong, a courageous, a confident relationship with ourselves when life seems to pull a carpet from underneath our feet, when life causes a separation to take place or a a heartbreak or we lose a loved one or we lose our job or we become financially unstable or how do we continue to just maintain you know, ourselves so that we don't lose ourselves when we lose whatever external thing that that may be. And that's what we're talking about today. And I hope that the three big ideas that I'm going to share with you today kind of help you to begin to implement some strategies that can help you to embrace a 
a better version of yourself, embrace a better and healthier relationship with yourself so that you can experience a better quality of life within yourself. And if you experience it within yourself, you can always experience in the outer world as well. You know, I talk about uh, in my book, The Big Three, how you can begin to build a better relationship with yourself and how everything in life stems from this very relationship. The way that you see yourself is the way that you will perceive everything else in your life. If you are hurting within, you're only going to give more hurt without, meaning outside of yourself. If you're ticked off, you're going to throw up and most of the time you're going to cause us, you know, your mess to be put onto other people. It's your responsibility to take your mess and turn it into a beautiful masterpiece that can inspire other people to reclaim themselves. You know, it's like we all have challenges. We all have tough times. We all have things that we don't like about ourselves. Now we can always focus on those things. I mean, what is always wrong is always there, but so is what is always right. Am I right? Like what is always wrong? What is always um, you know, not good enough is always there. But the same effort to find those things is the same effort that it takes to find happiness, to find what is right, to find the gratitude, to find the th positivity, to find the thankfulness, to find the inspiration, to build back a better relationship with yourself. So it's really becomes a choice, a choice every single day. And one of the hardest battles that I ever faced, the one of the toughest challenges that I ever went through and grew through was choosing to be happy. You see, throughout the quality of my life, relationships have been a constant heartbreaking struggle that have led me through many years of misery, counseling, even thoughts of suicide. I questioned my life. I questioned myself. I wanted one day for my life to be complete. You know, I wanted a family. I wanted a home. I wanted what I didn't have as a child. I wanted a stability. I wanted freedom. I wanted love. I wanted nurture. I wanted to be held. I wanted to be hugged. I wanted to be kissed. I wanted to be told that I was important, like I mattered. Like, hey, you're significant. I've been always fighting the battle of significance throughout my entire life because I never felt worthy. My worthiness came from outside of myself. It came from how well I played my uh, sports. You know, I always try to be the very best. And my sports oftentimes defined me as who I was. I wasn't anything greater than the sport that I played. So I always played the most significant sport at that school, right? So if, if, if the sport was significant, then that would be my significance. That would be my value. That would be my worth. But there was a problem with this. Although I was an elite athlete in my eyes and many other people's eyes, humbly speaking that, I was setting myself up for future failure only because my worth was still outside of myself. It belonged to the game of football. It belonged to the relationship that I had with uh, my ex at the time. My value was everything around me. It was the car that I drove. It was the um, location that I lived. Well, in regards to the location that I lived, my value was pretty low because, you know, unfortunately, my parents, after they got a divorce, they lost everything. And we grew up in a beautiful home. And then once the divorce took place, we lost that home. And we lived in a two bedroom trailer in a, in, in a trailer park. My value was, it was uh, everywhere. My worth was everywhere simply because where I placed my value was extremely different. You see, my value came from where I lived. So if I lived in a trailer park with a two-bedroom trailer that was, you know, falling apart, my worth was falling apart because the trailer represented me, who I was, my worth, my value. And therefore, the quality of my relationship was falling apart too. But then on the other side, my football career was 
taking off. I started to build a name for myself. I started to be looked at as a collegiate athlete. I started to get offers and, and this started to build my worth. And so I had this poor inner self and this high inner self, but they were low and lows and high and highs. So I had very low lows and very high highs because they were opposite sides of the spectrum. So in one area of my life, I was rich. In the other area, I was poor. And therefore, I had a conflict of interest. And that conflict of interest oftentimes continued to break down the relationship that I had with myself because I wasn't living in alignment to who I knew I was at the highest form. I knew that things weren't adding up. I knew I wasn't driving the car that I wanted because I thought my car brought me value. I thought the shoes would bring me value. I thought the watch that I wear, I thought the game that I play, I thought that the the um, social clubs that I was in would would bring me value and worth. And this is the way that society has set us up. I'm sure if you um, look back in your own, you know, childhood or throughout your own, you know, early teens and 20s and 30s even, you were always trying to do something in the external to please and to help have people see you a certain way. But I ask you today, if you're trying to build a relationship with yourself, I'm asking you, how do you see you? How do you value you? What actually, where does your worth stem from? Like, does your worth stem from all of the things that I just mentioned, everything externally that can be taken away in a moment's eye? Like my career ended with a Achilles injury. My relationship ended uh, after I got cheated on. My uh, value in regards to my living situation depleted the moment that my parents got a divorce. You see, like any, all of these external things can be taken away. And when you build your worth, your value, your relationship of who you are, your identity inside of things outside of yourself. You have all, you're always setting yourself up for, for uh, loss. You're always setting yourself up for a guaranteed loss at one point or another. And therefore you've got to be careful. So you got to really begin to think about what is worth and where does it stem from? You've got to understand that it stems from within yourself. And you've got to start to understand that the relationship you have with yourself is all internal work, not external work. But when you actually, the beautiful part about this is like when you actually begin to build your self-worth up, your self-confidence, the way that you see yourself, your self-perception, your self-value, your self-esteem, your self-love, your self-care. When you start to build this up and you build yourself up to internal wealth, you will find external wealth. Things will start to match your, your internal world. Meaning when you believe that you are, let's say, more confident, more wealthy, more happy, you'll start to attract those things. Because remember, in anything, you attract what you are, not what you want. So if you are a poor quality individual within yourself, you're going to most of the time attract poor quality individuals because you attract what you are, not what you want. If you feel poor and broke within, you're going to find yourself not living most of the time in a multi-million dollar home, right? Or uh, driving the, the sixty dollars to $150,000 car or whatever it might be. If you want a greater external, you need a greater internal. It cannot be flipped. You can't have a great external and think that that's going to fix your internal. It never does. And that's why they say that money cannot make you happy because it's external, which is correct. So let's talk about outside of that. I just a little rant there that I hope you find helpful and and, and um, bring some perception and perspective to uh, the relationship that you have with yourself. I want to turn a quick idea here and give you three ideas along with some actionable tools and steps that you can b- take to build back a better relationship with yourself. So the first big idea here is always, always, always self-reflection and self-acceptance. You know, I've, you got to make sure that you start to engage in some self-reflection and cultivate some self-acceptance to understand your own emotions and embrace your true self or your true value. Everything begins in a journal. 
I'm telling you, anytime, like if you're trying to build self-reflection, if you're trying to build up self-acceptance, if you're trying to practice self-reflection, I should say, and you're trying to build up self-acceptance, one of the greatest tools that I've always used is journaling. Journaling really helps you to be able to um, express your own thoughts, your own feelings, and your own experiences. And you should just learn to write more freely without judgment. And if you find yourself, like what I love about the journal is that anytime I step into my journal, uh, one of the greatest things that I've learned is how to express myself and my thoughts and my feelings without judgment. Like I don't judge myself in my free writing. I don't judge my thoughts. I don't judge my feelings. I, I just, I just am, am self-aware. I'm because I'm self-reflecting. And right now, I'm at the beautiful Outer Banks, North Carolina, with my family, um, in a beautiful home. And uh, I'm sitting back at this point. And the reason why I'm sharing that is because I, I've taken this time plan this out so that I could have some self-reflection, so that I could have some self-acceptance, so that I can continue to build myself up uh, and, and to really push myself forward. You know, this is a time of this um, this week I'm going to really just sit back and reflect and relax into the reflection so that I know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, and how to become a better man, how to become a better husband, how to become a better speaker, a coach, you know, making sure that I'm still living in alignment to what I truly want. Self-reflection. And in that time and in this week, in this moment that I'm taking this time away from the busyness of life, I am journaling. I am spending time in the journal, just writing down my thoughts, writing, see where they take me, see where they go, see where, you know, I allow myself to uh, begin uh, basically the thoughts of myself. So that's kind of what I'm doing this week. And and so once again, just, just learn to open up your journal. Maybe if you're not a journal person, like you're like, okay, that takes up too much time. How can I be more productive? How can I do this quicker? Get on your computer, open up your computer and start typing typing with some music, typing with uh, some, you know, peaceful uh, music to kind of break some thought, maybe go by, you know, the forest or go by the ocean or wherever you live, go by a park to kind of just allow yourself to escape out of the outer world and go into the internal world so that you can fix the chaos within. The second big idea here is when you're working on self-reflection and some self-acceptance is meditation. Uh, you should learn how to practice meditation. Always practice meditation. Meditation was my true... Uh, uh, it really helped me to free up myself. It really helped me to free up the emotions within to help me identify my thinking mind. It helped me to basically stop believing that I am my thoughts that I think, think the emotions that I feel and the beliefs that I have. I'm not the thoughts. I'm not the feelings. I'm not the beliefs. I'm the awareness that I'm having these, that I'm holding these, that I am um, witnessing these. I'm the witnesser behind these. And this really helped me to separate my suffering. You know, when I suffer greatly, it's because I'm focused on me and these painful thoughts that interrupt my happiness and I focus in on them, right? So as soon as we feel something, we focus on the feeling and we double down by increasing the thought. We double down by really thinking more of the thought. It's like, hey, I'm suffering. Well, it's because you're holding a thought or you're holding a feeling and you feel this pain and then you you think of thoughts that um, equal out to that pain. Like for example, if you're feeling, if the feeling is sad, you're focusing on sad by basically <clears throat> thinking about sad thoughts. And so what I've realized is like, I'm not sad. I'm just awareness I'm the awareness of the sad. So there's a separate self aware, being aware of these thoughts. I'm like, oh, I'm sad. Oh, well, who am I behind the sadness? Well, I'm the witnesser. I am this uh, person that just sits behind and, and, and watches everything happen, just like a passing cloud in the sky. And so practicing meditation right now, I'm doing a, a meditation called sky breathing technique. Look it up on YouTube. It's a beautiful practice, but check it out. It's sky meditation or sky breathing meditation, um, and it's like almost a box breathing technique that helps you to really just 
find yourself in a peaceful, blissful state of uh, perfect awareness. And the last big idea here is to practice some positive affirmations. Now, once again, I don't know how you feel about affirmations. For the longest time, I did not feel uh, too good about the positive affirmations, right? I was like, okay, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm positive, I'm wealthy, okay, this is not working. Well, once again, what I realize is I'm like, why don't I allow myself to practice these positive affirmations? Two reasons. One, I didn't believe what I was saying. And two, I thought it was a bunch of woo-woo bullcrap until I started to question like, this, I oftentimes, when I sit down with one of my clients and that are, you know, I have them implement some uh, meaningful affirmations to help them out to identify some really powerful and meaningful um, uh, affirmations in their life, what I do is once I help them to identify them, I help them to be able to really sit in and meditate on them, marinate in them to really feel them. Because what I've witnessed is that you know, you don't want to say the positive affirmations, but I promise you, and I don't say this, don't practice this, but I'm going to take it to the extreme. If you say to yourself every day for the next 30 days that I am miserable, I am unhappy, I want to kill myself, I want to die, I promise you, you'll start to have some very bad thoughts. You're going to, you're going to start to feel worse. So like the same thing applies in the positive affirmations. Give it time, but you need to find the meaningful uh positive affirmations that can really help you to reinforce some positive self-perception. So that's the first thing is self-reflection and self-acceptance. How do you practice these? You've got to journal, you got to meditate, and you got to practice some positive, meaningful affirmations. And the second big idea here to help you build back a better relationship with yourself is really begin to practice uh, self-care and emotional healing. You know, the idea here is to really prioritize some self, excuse me, self-care and engaging in activities that promote emotional healing and well-being. So like when you think about self-care, what does that really mean? So you got to understand what self includes, like what does, what equals self? Well, in my eyes, there's a formula that I use. It's called mindset plus heart set plus health set plus soul set equals self. So you have what I like to call the internal empires. Who you are is not only your mind, but you're also your body. You're also your heart and you're also your emotions. This equation equals self. So you've got to start to implement some practices within your own self to actually help you to elevate and heal emotionally. So you can't just take one care of one part of your body, one part of your mind, one part of your you know heart or your emotions or your uh, you know your connected self. You got to take care of all. You're a multifaceted human being, and if you don't know your multifacets, then you've got to understand and identify and learn about them. And once again, we can start with your mindset. You got to start to cultivate a better relationship with your mindset. You got to change your thoughts. I would recommend read um, "Hung by the Tongue." It's a quick book, like 80 pages, maybe, maybe hundred pages, but it's like, you could sit down and read it in one hour and it'd be done deal. Like it's a super small book. Um, but it teaches you the, the idea of like how powerful, um, you, you are in regards to the words that you use. You can hang yourself by the tongue and that's what mostly happens to people that commit suicide is their words are too strong and they have identified with their words too much to then take action upon those words. So really be careful with the words that you speak, but you got to practice some self-care. So you got to think about your mindset. You got to think about your health set. How do you take care of your physical self-care? You know, you should try to activate your body with great movement, with exercise, with a great diet, or with just a great healthy lifestyle, with sufficient sleep. Provide, you know, some ideas within yourself to sit down. Think about different activities that you would like to start to implement in your life that allows you to move your body. I don't care if it's yoga. I don't care if it's walking. I don't care if it's hiking. It could be swimming. It could be biking. It could be 
going to the gym, working out. It could be the elliptic. I don't care. You've got to move the body. The body represents you as a temple and you've got to take care of it. When you're not taking care of that, especially when you're going through a heartbreak because you don't feel like taking care of anything, but you need you right now to step into a better relationship with yourself so that you can get through this. So take care of your body. It's it's vital. It's important. If your body feels like hell, you're going to feel like hell emotionally. So take care of your hearts or your your. Um, health set. Then, then it goes into heart set. Heart set is all about emotions, right? You've got to really learn how to gain some emotional support within yourself. Encourage your, you know, I encourage you to seek some support from trusted friends, maybe a family or person or a therapist, or you know, just basically you need to create a safe space for yourself to um, release these emotions within yourself. If you're not giving yourself the space to release some emotions within yourself, then you've got to learn how to really identify which tactical technique you want to implement into your life that will allow you to really release some emotions. Like you can't hold them in. Anything that is suppressed is oftentimes depressed and that's why you become depressed. Okay. So when you suppress your feelings because you don't want to deal with them because you don't think you should be feeling like this and you think if you push them away, you'll stop feeling them, it's incorrect. What is suppressed is locked within yourself. It's not released. So you'll continue to come back to that emotional experience because you're suppressing it. You're keeping it within your body. So you've got to learn how to release it from your mind and body um, through multiple different coping mechanisms or releasing techniques. It could be breathing. It could be journaling. It could be yoga. It could be um, speaking. It could be writing. It, whatever it might be for you, you've got to learn about you. And this is what I help in my coaching experience is helping you to identify which techniques work best for you because every body is different. So some techniques will work, some, some will not. So finding how you can take care of you. The last big idea that I want to share with you today in regards to building back a better relationship with yourself, the first one was, once again, you've got to begin to create some more time to reflect uh, on the relationship you have with yourself and you need to practice some self-acceptance. Number two is really practicing self-care and emotional healing through understanding that you are more than just a body, you're more than just your mind, you're also your heart and your emotions. And so like you're, you, you got to really process the mindset, heart set, health set, and soul set. Soul set is about meditation. It's about connecting to God. It's about connecting to the universe. It's about feeling a, uh, something bigger than yourself, knowing that there is something bigger than yourself out there working in a beautiful harmony, ready to take care of you. So continue to work through this. It's going to be a powerful way to, for you to get through this. The last big idea here is setting some boundaries and prioritizing some self-respect. This idea really stems from, you know, uh, setting healthy boundaries is, is part of uh, taking care of yourself. When to say no and when to say yes is important. When you, like, when you're, you want to say no, but you say yes, you're ruining the relationship you have with yourself. When you want to say yes, but you say no, it's because you're trying to people please somebody. You know, you're trying to try to make somebody else feel a certain way. It's like, well, no, like take care of you. It's not about other people right now. It's about taking care of you. Like step out of that people pleasing problem and really take care of you. Like you know how to please other people, but you can't please yourself. If you started to treat yourself about as good and you start to sacrifice uh, yourself as much as you sacrifice for others, but for yourself, you'll start to build a better relationship with yourself. Don't miss that. Re replay that because that was really good there in my eyes. Uh, but anyway, setting some boundaries and prior prioritizing some self-respect. So some tools that I want to give you is really identify some personal boundaries. You need to start to get clear and define some personal boundaries in your relationships. I'm going to just give you some areas. Is 
Uh, you need some personal boundaries in your relationships. You need some personal boundaries in your friendships. You need personal boundaries in your work life, in your career life, in your um, um, family life. You need some boundaries and you need to really set a personal boundary for yourself, the relationship you have with yourself. You need to set a boundary and I promise you this will change everything. You need to set a boundary that's called the victory hour. It's one hour in the morning for yourself before the world wakes up so that you can move on. Like you've got to make sure that you're taking your taking care of yourself before your home wakes up one hour before everyone wakes up. This is what I do. And it's a beautiful practice because it allows me to read, allows me to journal, allows me to meditate, allows me to pray, allows me to move my body. And I do this all before my wife wakes up in the morning so that I, I know that I'm in the right mindset, heart set, health set, and soul set to take care of my family. Um, and whatever the world throws at me that day, because I'm always fighting my own demons. And I've got to make sure that I'm waking up before my demons start throwing things at me so that I can dodge, dip, dive, and and basically take those demons out so that I am positive, I am happy, and I am moving my life and my family's life forward. So setting some personal boundaries. You know, another big idea here is really just making sure that when you sit down and um, create some personal boundaries, make sure that you communicate your boundaries assertively and respectfully to yourself and to others. So a personal boundary is not a personal boundary unless other people know of them. So really understand that when you're building these boundaries, you've got to make sure that you're voicing them to others so that other people are aware of them. It's like, even if I put on uh, my office door, a do not disturb sign when I am in my deep work and I need to get in a flow state to do the work that I do, I put up a do not disturb sign so that I know that my wife or anybody else will not bother me for that time until that sign comes down. It's just setting a boundary. It's a do not disturb sign. It's I love you, but if you walk through my door right now, you're not going to get my best self because you are not the most important thing right now. And I'm sorry to say that, but I've, I've set that boundary. It's like, so if you come in, you're not going to get my full and best self. You're going to get uh, a, a self that is half engaged in the conversation um, that I have with you and half of the conversation that is going to be in whatever work that I'm doing. So really working through that is going to be super important um, for you. So these are the three big ideas that will can help you rebuild a better relationship with yourself. But it, oftentimes, just remember, it takes some time, it takes some effort, but you can get through this. It's a process and you need to learn how to celebrate even the small milestones along the way. See how far you've come. Self-reflect on how far have you come. Remember those miserable times? Look how far you've come as an individual, as a person, as a leader, as a mother, as a father, as a, you know, as a you. Think about it and tap into the things you're grateful for. And the last big idea here is I really, and this is just a quick, just bonus here, is something that I've learned to do is trade the word but for and. So when you're going through a grieving process, you don't want to ever focus on replacing something with something else. Meaning, I really miss my ex, but at least I have my kids. I really miss having my family, but at least I have my friends. I wish my ex and I were together, but at least there's a little bit of hope. You see, what you really want to do is replace but with and because it's going to help you to see what you still have. So instead of replacing your ex, it's I miss my ex and I'm glad I have my family around me. I miss my ex and I'm glad that I have the home that I live in. I miss my ex and I'm glad I still have my job to take care of me. 
I miss my ex, and I still have the love of my kids. This will help to bring more peace in your life. My dear friends, the three big ideas here today to help you build a better relationship with yourself is spend some time in self-reflection and self-acceptance. Cultivate some self-care practices for emotional healing by taking care of your mindset, heart set, health set, and soul set. And number three is setting boundaries and prioritizing some self-respect. My name is Tyler Joe Stratton. This is the Happy Heart Academy podcast. And if you like this episode, be sure to share it out with one, two, three of your friends that might find this helpful, as well as please do me a huge favor and do other people a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple iTunes uh, podcast or Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast at, so that this podcast continues, gets in the hearts of those who need healing and help. If you found this podcast helpful, encouraging, supportive, or uplifting, please make it your mission to tell other people about this podcast because I believe it is on each and every single one of us to spread more positivity, more hope, more encouragement during these times of chaos, negativity, heartbreak, and struggle. Because I believe you have the power to be the dealer of hope by lifting up other people through positive education so that their life can begin to change change for the better. If there is one thing that I would ask any of you to do, it would be to be the light in the darkness and be the hope in the hopeless and be the love that you know this world needs more of. And remember, it is our duty and grand plan to be the warrior whose mission it is to love, lead, and serve all of those that we can by being the person they need us to be. And you can begin to be that person in their life by simply sharing this podcast with those who you know could use some more help, hope, love, and encouragement. And with the utmost gratitude in my heart, I thank you for spending your precious time with me today and listening to the podcast.